What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the podcast, America is Blue, coming off probably the most unbelievable quarterfinal round in the history of the World Cup. Unbelievable stuff. Lots to unpack and get into. I'm actually really excited to be doing this one because so many incredible things happened. But uh, per usual, man, let's roll it out. Jay, what are your first thoughts on the past couple of days? All right, so Qatar... World Cup 2022 just continues to deliver. I'm going to just say this now. All that shit I talked beforehand, forget about it. I think Qatar should be the host of every World Cup forever if this can continue to deliver. This has been ridiculous. So we had two games the other day. I would even include the third one today with England and France that are just like shining examples of what the beautiful game is all about. Whether you are a fan of this sport, whether you are just happening to – Catch the World Cup on TV. I mean, dude, these three games have been so amazing. Uh, we were fortunate to enjoy these. You know, Croatia pulling a rabbit out of their hat against Brazil. Argentina coming off the mat after an 11th round knockdown to come and finish that job. Uh, dude, just an amazing, amazing couple of days to be a fan of the sport. Just incredible stuff. I mean, top-notch, top-shelf drama, every aspect, long games, incredibly unbelievable stuff. Last-minute goals, uh, penalty shootouts, incredible saves, terrible misses, incredible makes. Uh, I mean, ran the gamut. Uh, Superstars moving on, new superstars being made, uh, careers and legacies being forged, some being tainted, some being, you know, cemented. Uh, Just unbelievable stuff across the board. Uh, Whether you like it or you hate it, there's something to talk about and something for everybody. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Do you want to just go down the list in order and just start diving into these games? Let's just start. Let's just start unpacking it first. First, the only way to do yeah, it. First and foremost, shouts out to arm boy Mateo Kovacic. Excuse me. Moving on with the Croatians upsetting Brazil. Uh, what an unbelievable match in every possible way. Uh, Neymar scoring the unbelievable go-ahead goal. Uh, in 105 plus one, uh, and then just the unreal comeback. I can't say enough about what these Croatian guys do. It, it's just unbelievable. Pekovic getting the getting the goal to uh, tie it up and, and send it to PKs. I don't know what to say, man. Just the highest order of drama. Dude, that game, it should just be coined hubris versus heart. I mean, dude, Brazil... They have all the flash. You know, we, we thought they were going to pull it out. We thought they were just too talented for Croatia to be able to withstand the fury that they can bring onto the pitch. Um, dude, they're just between that midfield and these guys just playing together, just staying as a cohesive unit out there and never giving up. It's an incredible thing to see. Like any any fan of any sport should be able to get behind what these guys have been able to do, not only during this World Cup, but also what they were able to accomplish last World Cup. Um, you're right. Neymar scores, scores a beautiful goal. This is a textbook Brazil goal. Pass, 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 give and go around the keeper, top of the net. Just beauty. Just that, that, that would crush the soul of almost every team, almost every nation, except for a handful, one of those being Croatia. Um. And what I found interesting, dude, so yeah, so Petkovic scores, assisted by Orsic. Um, 
man of the match, Livakovic. These should all be somewhat familiar names. Dude, these are all guys that we saw twice as Chels fans. They all play for Dynamo Zagreb. And they're awesome. All these guys. These, these guys are awesome. I mean, apex level resilience. Uh, these guys just don't know how to give up. Everything is in play all the time with these guys. And they, they just they just don't know when to quit. Uh, they, they just can't be told that the, the match is over until the match is really over. And no one's been able to, to finish them off. They, they are incredible. So uh, shout out to them. Unbelievably deserved victory. Uh, great to see Mateo Kovacic uh, again going through. Uh, Luka Modric continuing to cement his legacy in the upper echelon of the greats in the history of the sport. Uh, the guy is just unbelievable. His motor is obviously the driver of that team. Elite level jerseys. Uh, I mean, they're doing, they're doing everything right over in Croatia right now. And I want to talk about the PKs in particular because this is one of these things where it's like you you really saw, going back to Hubris versus Hart and just the experience of Croatia having been in these situations before, the approach that each of these teams took, it just, it resounds as far as what each of these teams are about. Croatia goes up there, they're they're banging them down the middle. They're throwing Allison off. What does Brazil do? They're like, we're going to send a kid out there to hit the first penalty and we're going to get behind the ball. Boom, and that was... It's one thing if there's an incredible save, and Livakovic has been just lights out when it comes to penalty saves. But that was a shitty penalty. He was nervous, dude. Like, he had no business being up there being number one. Um, again, Brazil went for style. They went for a little bit of flash and pizzazz. They never got their best kicker, even a shot on the ball at the spot. And, dude, by the time he had an opportunity, game over. It was over. It- I mean, so I just thought it was really interesting to see how these two teams approach this with one team saying, we're not going to fuck around. We're going to go right at it and we're going to get ahead of this thing. Well, another one was like, it kind of just had to feed this feeling of we yeah. got this. We'll party our way to victory. We'll, we'll, da- we'll dance our way in, uh, you know, that, that sort of stuff. And granted, you, you, of course, you want the good vibes. But, man, those uh, those were like some dance moves that they were going up there and doing with with some of their, you know, performances on the PKs. Yeah. It's just, you can't lollipop all these, man. Uh, one, one guy has to step up and put the howitzer through it and, you know, and get the job done and, and set the tone. They just didn't have somebody that seemed to like really just wanted to usurp the moment. And yeah, leaving Neymar on the pine the entire time. I mean, if there's even a doubt that you can't win, you got to get him up there. You got to get him in there. He's the best at what he does in the world or, or one of them. You got to give him a shot. When, you know, then we saw in the game uh, later on uh, another guy having an opportunity to do something different. And then there was, you know, a, d- a different outcome. But Absolutely. that being said, hats off and uber congratulations to the, the Croatian teams, all those Croatian fans out there, their supporters. They are unbelievable. We know uh, a few of them personally. So shout out to, to those boys and their whole families. I know that they were all going crazy uh, watching that on the televisions. Absolutely. And then nothing could top that, right? You know, 10 a.m. game, just a nail-biter, heart-stopper. Nothing's going to top that. And then Argentina versus the Dutch. Well, I mean, we got every single thing that you could possibly want. We got the greatest nation to never win the World Cup uh, against, our, you know, one of the historical nations and arguably the greatest to ever play the game a mega generational talent 
trying to cement his legacy, following in his idol's footsteps, having lifted the Copa America now, got one of those, you know, monkeys off of his back. Maradona never won the Copa. If Messi gets this, he's in a different stratosphere or at least on the same level uh, as as Diego Maradona, a a living deity. Um, And he played fantastic. Nobody can say that he didn't. Um, You know, the contrasting styles, uh, the contrasting heights uh, and physical stature. I mean, everything was a complete contrast uh, in this game, and there was a lot of drama for sure. Yeah, and the beginning of this game, and even the lead-up when I saw the lineups, this this was I'm I'm making a lot of boxing analogies. This was this was a boxing match. This was a tactical boxing match with two guys, two teams that were just feeling each other out, just kind of throwing jabs, sticking and moving, just trying to see exactly what the other one was going to do. And I remember before the before the U.S. men's national team played the Dutch, I was watching something on ESPN, and they had some guy on there who was talking about what type of strategy we might be able to employ to counter what the Dutch do well by leaving their two strikers up high to try to make it difficult to play out the back, uh, to try to combat their width, to try to break down what is a very wide team in the back, playing three center backs, and then obviously having their wing backs up and down the field. And the guy was like, I don't know if the Americans are equipped to do this because it's not really how they play, but one of the best ways to counter that is to mirror it. Bring it right to them the same way. Make sure you have the same amount of bodies in there. And when they are bringing uh, Memphis and Gakpo up, to try to put pressure on and try to make it difficult to play out the back. You have an extra guy back there. It's not two versus two. It's three versus two, and you can get releases. Mm-hmm. And then Argentina plays three in the back and plays with wing backs. So I thought that was fascinating. And, you know, the first what, 30 minutes of the game, I felt like nobody really wanted to overextend themselves. Both sides were really just feeling each other out. It wasn't particularly exciting to watch, but it was just you could just see, like, the wheels were turning in everybody's brain out there to try to figure out, or how are we going to be able to ultimately break this thing down? Uh, no doubt. And the man broke him down first. Uh, I mean, that, that assist, I mean, just everybody was talking about it. Just incredible. I mean, the finish was was truly a peach. An unbelievable first touch outside of the boot. Unbelievable take and tap in and finish, especially for a right back. Uh, but Messi's pass was just of the highest order, completely sublime. Nothing else you can do than hat tip and bow to the king because that was just unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. A no-look. Dude, he just carved up like four guys on a no-look pass. And, I mean, it came out of nowhere. It was like he was hiding it. He was just sitting there. He must, I mean, his peripheral vision must be around the back of his head. And then just to lace that in there on the dime, quick touch outside of the boot, beauty. Absolute beauty. Top shelf. Uh, worthy of a goal in any competition, truly a World Cup world-class assist and finish, no doubt about it. For sure, for sure. Um, You know, then once you you got the 1-0, then the man steps to the penalty marker, crushes another one, buries it 2-0. You have to start to think that the Dutch are done and dusted. But then again, this is the World Cup. This is the Dutch the drama was just getting started. How'd you feel Argentina up 2-0? I was I was definitely uh, getting up, getting a bag of chips, going to the bathroom, no problem. Game over. The, the Dutch haven't had to play from behind. Nope. The, the, the Dutch are a defensive-minded team, and then they just find like an opportunity out of nowhere where they hit somebody and there's a goal. They're very opportunistic. 
they're not really the team, or at least they haven't shown us in this tournament, to be the one that beat that, that's going to be comfortable being on the front foot. And of all the guys on that team, it takes Voot, Binghorst, Burnley Striker, Burnley Striker, big Ophi Voot. I mean, Ophi is right. I mean, big Ophi unbelievable. When, when, when they looked into Dutch casting, he's the guy that they, that they come up with. But unbelievable. Scores in the 83rd minute, to your point. And then, you know, just save the best for the absolute literal last kick of the ball and tie the game. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable play right off the training ground. Unbelievable take, execution. Every single thing about that was absolutely clean. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I could not believe it. You know, Van Gaal's testicles must be the size of my head. God damn. Who in their right Who in their right mind? You're in a perfect position for a free kick. Yep. You got great angle. You're right there. You got guys who can do it. And you say, you know what? Nah, I'm going, we're going sandbox on this. We're going sandbox. And, all right, to have to have the courage to actually call that and then also to have your players get behind it and execute it as well as they did. Dude, this is like one of these legendary World Cup moments. Even though they ultimately lost the game, that free kick, that scenario will be remembered forever. I lost. I, I don't care who wins this game. I have no skin in it. When they hit that, I lost my shit. I, I, I mean, lost it, my shit. I, I jumped off my couch. I'm freaking out. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I, no, I mean, that, like, seriously, balls that could fit inside a dump truck. Like, un- unbelievable. Park the bus on those. Like, yeah, Van Hall, unbelievable balls. Uh, Clearly, Leo Messi wasn't too happy with him uh, at the end of the game, but we can we can save that for for a little bit later. But so we get through extra time, and then the absolute inverse of what we saw earlier in the day happens. Perhaps Argentina had that in the front of their minds uh, going into PKs, reali- sure. realizing, hmm. The, one of the best players on the planet didn't even get a chance to kick the ball. And it's within their control over who they send. It, it, it wasn't, you know, some complete fluke circumstance or or some freak accident, whatever. They could have sent him up first. They could have sent him up second. They could have sent him up third. I mean, they, they could have sent him up anytime they wanted to. Leo Messi goes up, sets the tone, bangs it in. And that is when I think it started to... You, you know, you started to see the belief and and the fact that yeah, just that one going in and then getting it done first set the whole tone, man. Set the whole tone. I mentioned this before in the preview to the you know to the men's national team versus the Netherlands. Their goalie, as big as he is, he's a good shot stopper. I got to give him credit on that. When it comes in open play, he's a good shot stopper. I don't. I saw a lot of mistakes early on in this tournament about him, you know, parrying wrong and keeping balls live and putting him in bad positions. He's like a no-name goalkeeper. This was a nice story that was coming out of this. That this guy was like almost out of a job. He was mm-hmm. like a third stringer yeah, somewhere. He played yeah. for some Dutch. Nobody's ever heard of him. He had. No, he wasn't even supposed to be on the roster, and he was a starter. When this thing goes into PKs, I'm like, it's over. And at that point, I knew it was over before a ball was even touched because. As big as he is, 
He doesn't have the agility to be able to get around like that. He doesn't have the experience in that kind of a moment. You know who does have that experience? Emiliano Martinez. Because he's done this before. He did it in Copa America. My my sort of beloved Selección de Colombia. They play them in the semis. Dude, this guy is walking up to like Jerry Mina, just walking up into his face talking shit. He talks shit to every single player who went up to the spot. He didn't care. And he he made big saves then too. So I'm seeing this. I'm like, all right, you have a goalkeeper who's used to playing in the Premier League. He's got experience on the big stage. He's done this before. And you got this other really big guy who does occupy a lot of space. But I have zero confidence in because I've never seen him do any of this shit before. I knew at that point it was done. Emiliano Martinez comes through on his saves. Argentina was clinical on their execution with shooting. Done and dusted. I mean, it was unbelievable. Everybody's eating meat. Everybody's going crazy. Uh, you know, Argentina, everybody's partying. They have a billion and a half people in Qatar right now. They're, they're like doubling the population of the entire country just single-handedly with their fan base. Uh, and everybody wants to catch a, a glimpse of the perhaps greatest footballer of all time. If he wins this thing, if he wins two more, it's it's going to be hard to argue. He's already up on the Mount Rushmore. This just really just cements it. Uh, you got to get it done uh, in the World Cup, and he's he's still alive. Unlike the guy who played this morning at 10 a.m., a little nation in Europe called Portugal, going up against the first ever, t- well, their first time to the quarterfinals, Morocco, facing off against Portugal. And man, we got a peach of a game, an absolute uh chess match, a brawl, a bar fight, whatever you want to call it. It was great entertainment, uh, frustrating for one fan base, absolute euphoria and nirvana for another. I love that the Moroccans have thrown a complete wrench into this thing. Uh, it's the equivalent of, um, you know, the bracket buster in the NCAA tournament. The team that absolutely nobody sees coming, except you usually don't see it in the World Cup. It's usually pretty predictable. A lot of chalk. Not here. Not with the Moroccans. How the hell are they in the semifinal? I have no idea. I have no. They must. I mean, their fan base is epic too. They they have to be. They have to be getting the energy from somewhere. Dude, they were dead at the end of the last game, and they come back. Um, bro, this team. They just. They're another one. They just. They. They know what they do well. And they stick to what they do well, and they're just getting through teams. They have played Croatia, they've played Belgium, they've played Spain, they've played Portugal, they've played Canada. They've let one goal by, and it happened to be by Canada. I know. By Canada, of all that. They're just, they're super organized in the back. They do not want to, if you don't score, if you don't let them score, you're not going to lose. And then they've come up with opportunistic goals. Uh, it, dude, it's just, it's an incredible, incredible story in this World Cup that a relatively no-name nation with a couple of guys who are name-brand quality for club football around the world are just toppling giants, and they're consistently doing so. It's it's awesome, and kudos to them. It is awesome to see. I love the fact that this is at least the sign that uh, you know there are Cinderella stories in major, major events. You don't you don't see it like this too too often in in, in tournaments of, of this magnitude, especially in a, in a sport like football. So, 
absolutely amazing. The parties in Morocco and for Moroccan people across the world right now just have to be absolutely out of control. This is definitely the, uh, like a seminal moment in their history. Everybody's going to remember where they were and what they were doing when it was, you know, when this was all happening. Everyone's going to have this whole like touchstone point in the, of positivity, which is just awesome because every Moroccan is going to, to bed happy. Uh, you know, until until they lose, those people are on cloud nine. Just unbelievable achievement. First African team to make it to a semi. Yeah. I mean, dude, this is going in the history books. And um, I didn't find this to be, you know, an especially entertaining game. You know, Portugal made it interesting at the end. They had a couple of good chances. Um, dude, just Morocco. They just they just find a way to get it done. They're just finding a way. They're not quite what we see with Croatia. Croatia doesn't bring like this beautiful brand of football they, they just they're so sound in what they do they play with tons of heart their games are exciting with morocco they're still nail biters but it, it, you're not seeing a lot of things that make you excited watching it but the result and what you're when you look back on it and you try to check what this accomplishment is it's 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 incredible i mean it is remarkable and i'm, I'm really really glad to to see it it's awesome and I'm glad that it was at the expense of uh, Portuguese uh, crushing defeat. Uh, unbelievable talent on the pitch for them. All the players, a lot of snap, a lot of crack, a lot of pop. Uh, they had some unbelievable chances. They had some unbelievable strikes. Uh, Joao Felix, it was like the first time I've ever seen him put the ball like on frame multiple times. And it was just saved because that guy loves missing the net. That guy loves like, I mean, but he was, he was putting them on frame and they were getting saved. Uh, and you know, un- unfortunately, Cristiano Ronaldo is is out. This is probably his last World Cup, so that's not just not one that he's going to get. Definitely not. And you know, what a kind of fall from grace, right? You know, he's 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 another legendary player. He's right up there, I would say, on the Mount Rushmore. He's oh, I don't course, know, top yeah. ten best players of all time. He's an incredible player. Um, but with the way that things have gone down with exits from teams and media shit and creating drama for this team in the World Cup, getting benched, coming off the bench, not really doing much with the opportunity, it's kind of sad to see him go out like this. I mean, obviously not a, not all these guys can go out a winner, but you'd like to see them go out on their shields, and this did not feel this way. Uh, completely agreed. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation. Um you know, best of, best of luck to them. I hope uh, the plane that they take home is awesome. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, wrapping wrapping up the day. We got the heater right at the end. Uh, I mean, it was the big one. Everybody was waiting for it. Two European giants uh, going at it. Uh, one of us had a perfect score prediction. Um, got this one right. England one, France deux. That's more than one. And England is out. Uh, I feel bad for our, our boys in blue. I feel bad for Raheem Sterling. I feel bad for Mason Mount. Um, my heart does go out to Harry Kane. I do feel terrible for the guy on a, on a personal level. Missing like that uh, on the stage, you know how much it means to the guy. It really is a heartbreaking uh, circumstance. Uh that being said, he had the opportunity and he and he blew it. Uh, and no one knows it better than him. And this is definitely one that's going to follow him forever. 
I hope that he does get a chance to uh, suit up again in another World Cup and and play. He's getting a little, you know, old, uh, you know, from a from a striker's perspective, especially looking at another World Cup cycle being another, what'll be like, what, 34, 33, 34, uh, something like that? About the same age as Olivier Giroud. Olivier Giroud, the god, the man, the myth, the legend. Adonis himself. Getting it done again. Ridiculous, that guy. Unbelievable. Tell me about him, Jay. Tell me about him. I, I can't stop talking about him. I can't stop. And I mean, all right. So obviously he did a nice job finishing that. A nice job. That was an unbelievable finish. It was unbelievable. It was a great, was a great header. I, I come to expect that from him because he's great in the air. The ball in from Griezmann was Sublime. just unbelievable. Ri- ridiculous. Two, two assists for Griezmann. I mean, dude, he controlled the middle of the park for them. He's probably if I if I had to call a man of the match for that match, I think Griezmann gets it. Um, Olivier Giroud, man, thirty four years old, again, just always everybody just always forgets about him. And then in big moments, he just comes up and he comes up with flash. He's incredible, dude. If I was if I was French, with all the stars, right? Like every, I'm sure all everybody's French loves Kylian Mbappe. They love all these guys, but dude, it, I, I'm a dirty. God, I don't care about the flash, dude. I would be the biggest Olivia. I'm already the biggest Olivia Giroud fan. If I was French, dude, Olivia Giroud, he would be, there would be a fat head of him on my bedroom wall, and my wife would kill me. He's just unbelievable, that dude, and he just continues to get it done. And dude, the Gareth Southgate curse just lives on. That cloud, they have to get rid of this man. He has to go, and it's not because of the tactics. They came out there with the right approach. It was a little bit, you know, I don't think they were as sharp in the first half as they were in the second, but they didn't bunker in. They were trying to play attacking. They played, I mean, they created plenty of chances. All in all, I thought they played great. But when that guy is your manager and he is the leader of your team, dude, it's just you're bound to step on your own tail. You're bound to have it happen. And Harry Kane is an excellent player, right? Like, he doesn't miss many of these. It's 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 the curse of Gareth Southgate. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's a curse or 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 what exactly it is. But it's a curse. It's a curse. It, you got to go. It, I, I want England to win. Some, I, I want England to win silverware. We are obviously attached to this country because this is the league that we watch. We see these guys all the time. We have three blues on the team. We would have loved to see them come home with that trophy. So it's like we have our, 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 our true teams, right? Like sure. we'd like the national team. I have ties to Italy. I have ties to Colombia. But like th- those are kind of like family inherited, like things that I've grown up with. Right underneath them is England just because these are the guys, again, we it, watch it, every the guys weekend. We're chosen. obsessed with this these league. I would love for them to win. Yeah, for sure, Get man. rid of Gareth. Get rid of this dude. He just – he doesn't have the gum. Put Have Louis van Gaal coach that team. Do it for one cycle. See what they do. Well, and you, somebody with like the stones and the energy and the confidence to go ahead and just inject that into the team and have them believe they will win. I mean, and they're they're like a they're they seem like a good group of dudes. Like all these guys, you know, they they grew up playing against each other or in the same youth systems or with each other, and they play on these youth national teams. And all these guys, they 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 seem to have a a pretty good thing going. And uh, I mean, you you'd think that would 
that's fostered good chemistry. Like they, they seem to get along because I, as I remember, like, uh, you know, reading and, and, and watching all the stuff, like the guys like Lampard and, and, and Beckham and, and, and Steven Gerrard, you know, all these guys from all these, you know, different mega clubs, you know, they, they never really meshed. You had, you know, John Terry and Rio Ferdinand together in the back line, two of the individual greatest defenders of all time, but they couldn't get it together for England. Um, so they've had tons of, of talent, tons of players. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's really unfortunate to see them uh, fail again. And unfortunately, this time it's in no less than what they would consider disastrous fashion. When you have your, you know, your best player, Oh, I mean, especially at that specific thing. There's not too many other guys that you'd really want taking a penalty, I don't think, than than Harry Kane. Because if you have Phil Foden step up there and he misses it, they say, oh, Kane made his last one and he's the best penalty taker in the planet. Why do you not have him up there going for the second one? Uh, you know, so you had to put him on the spot again. And uh, unfortunately, it just uh, didn't work out for him. I mean, dude, this team top to bottom for years now has been just unbelievably talented. They have a couple of areas. Like, I'd love to see them have a better center back. Um, I still, you know, Harry Maguire is just a, he's just a doorknob back there. But the talent, these guys have done well at the end of the day, right? Like, they get to, the last World Cup, they get to the, they get to the semis. No, no. That's an accomplishment in its own right. But then what happened? Like, it just, there are these critical moments when you, like, you need that spine, right? Like, what we see with Croatia, like, this, the, the, in your mentality that you are not going to fail, that, you, that the word fail doesn't enter your psyche. It's like, we're going to find a way to get this done. They're up against Croatia. They take the foot off the pedal. They lose all momentum. Euros, they're up against Italy. They're beating them all over the field. What do they do? They take the foot off the pedal, and then they shit the bed in PKs. Now they have this opportunity. Now this is, again, two heavyweights. Going up against each other. There's no slouch here. England were not the favorite in this game. They go out there. They're battling. They're playing this amazing game. You have this opportunity to tie it, to continue to see what you can accomplish with this thing. Goes into extra time, whether it goes into PKs, and you airmail a ball into you know the top deck. It's Gareth Southgate. I'm telling you. Get rid of this dude. Get a different guy in there who has some stones. <laughs> this team will play a hell of a lot better. They will accomplish the things that they're supposed to accomplish. Uh, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. They they, they are going to need a new fresh look. Uh, Yo, get Thomas Tuchel. What's he doing? Get Thomas Tuchel for four years. Uh, I mean, there are worse guys, uh, but I think Thomas Tuchel. Well, we'll see if he fancies himself a club job or if he'd rather go to a go to a national team. Uh, we'll see what Roberto Martinez does next. Um, your boy from Belgium. Get Mark. back in the booth. I like I like him better in a suit behind a desk than I do see him on the sidelines. <laughs> he's, a, he's kind of a waste. I'm not a huge Roberto Martinez fan. Um, all right, man. Heading into the semis, we've got two unbelievably tasty matchups. You've got the Franche and the Moroccans, and then you've got the Croatians and the Argentinians. This is going to be scintillating stuff. You got any early thoughts on what to look out for here? Are we going straight up into predictions? Or are we going to... No, we don't. We don't. I, mean, I didn't think about it. Okay. I, mean, so, um, I still, I, I just don't know how much Morocco has in the tank. Like, how do you keep on getting up for these things? 
Like every one of these last wins has been your World Series game seven, but then you keep on coming back and getting it done. I mean, I think ultimately France just, they, they just have so much quality in so many different ways that they can threaten you. I have, a, I mean, I, I can't imagine them getting blanked. And I don't know if Morocco can keep up, but I just said that about this game, and right. I was obviously wrong. So I, it'll be interesting to see, you know, does Morocco have that extra gear? Can they tap into the reserves yet again and come out and put out a super high-energy game against a team where they're absolutely going to need it? Um, and then in the other one, obviously on paper, just like every other game, you're probably going to say that Argentina should, you know, they, they should be the favorite. but. Uh, how can you possibly count out the crowd? How can How could you? you? Possibly? How can you? So we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll chop those up uh, uh, you know a, a little bit later on. But man, what a time to be alive! What an unbelievable awesome stuff. What an unbelievable tournament! Uh, you know, glad we could get together and do this. Everybody out there, we really appreciate uh, you guys listening to us. We appreciate the feedback and support. I hope everybody has a great night. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of the games. Jay and I will be back with more America is Blue. We'll talk to you again soon.